So I have a question. How are small business owners like us, who are spending 60 plus hours a week working in our businesses and are still struggling to make ends meet, who have no time to spend with family, friends, or the things we value most in life, who feel trapped inside of our businesses and it is consuming our lives? How do we get the freedom to be able to work on our businesses and not in them? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answer. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. What's up, everyone? Welcome to today's podcast. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. So today we're going to be talking about optimism and being overwhelmed. And the thing is, is that lots of times in our day when we're being trying to be productive, or just in life in general, sometimes we just get overwhelmed with things. Too much stuff coming at us at one time. Our plate a little too full. And the thing is, is that sometimes it can really cause depression or other things mentally. And so it was kind of interesting. I was talking to Alyssa Holbrook the other day, and she's a life coach. And we were just kind of going through some things in my life. And it was really interesting because we were talking about being overwhelmed and how that affects your productivity, what you can do to kind of get yourself through this and really how to approach being overwhelmed with things. Because like like I said a few minutes ago, for me, I get overwhelmed when I get too much stuff on my plate or if I have a task or a job to do that in my mind seems way too big. I feel over, I personally feel overwhelmed. And it's one of these things that we don't address very often in the business world. How do you keep from being overwhelmed? How do you handle it? And a lot of the times you have to develop some self-awareness for this so you can see your signs on what's going on. And your signs may be different than mine are. But I'm going to talk about me today because I just recently went through being overwhelmed with some stuff. So the first question Alyssa asked me was, what do you do when you're overwhelmed? And do you recognize it when you're overwhelmed? And the answer to that is, do I recognize it? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. It takes a lot of self-awareness to really be able to see when you're being overwhelmed. You know, you're feeling overwhelmed, but it, the way you react to this is different. And so the big thing is, is that um, over the past 10 years, and I'm, and I'm not completely, I, I will never, ever master this, by the way. So just to let you know, I've been working for 10 years and I'm okay at it. but. It's, but I've been working on my self-awareness. And there's things and there's tricks you can do to make you be more self-aware of the things going on in your life. So the thing is, is so she asked me, how do you recognize it? What are some of the things that, what are some of the red flags that are thrown up for being overwhelmed? And, for, and I'm talking strictly with me. It can be totally different for you. And so you need to apply the red flags to to the way you react and act towards being overwhelmed. So for me is that I get a little depressed and I don't feel like doing anything. 
that's how I react to being overwhelmed. I just kind of get into a shutdown mode. And I get really down on myself because I really don't, you know, you're not doing this task. You're not being productive. And I just kind of, it's, it's almost a little self-loathing. And I hope that's not the way that you do things. But for me, this happens. And that for me is a red flag. And I've trained myself that when I start doing this, a red flag goes off in my head. And I know it's from being overwhelmed. So that's my self-aware piece of it. And it's taken a long time to develop. Like I said, roughly, I've been doing it for a little over 10 years now, developing self-awareness. And so the key to this, the key to being how to fight being overwhelmed is first being able to identify it, having that self-recognition within yourself that, hey, something's wrong. We need to take a we need to take a deep breath. We need to stop what we're doing and address the situation at hand. Because if you ignore it, you're gonna make it worse. You're gonna acerbate the situation. And we don't want to do that. So the way, especially when it's when it comes to I'm being overwhelmed with work pieces, okay? And so I look at this as I've got this gigantic project, right? And so I'm working on some new coaching right now. I'm developing a new coaching program. And this whole process is very overwhelming for me. And so the only way that I can actually get production done on this, to be a productive person, to be able to develop these things to help you guys out, is to be able to look at this big overall project and then break it down into bite-sized pieces. Break it down into smaller chunks. And then take those smaller chunks and break those down into even smaller pieces. And you really have to discipline yourself on this. And you got to do this in a logical manner, too. you got to apply a little science with a little emotion here. It is a, um, it's more of an art form than anything else. You know, and so and so then you got to break these things down and you're like, OK, I've got this smaller piece here. Now you apply a system or a process to it. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. My allergies are just killing me today. We are uh, headlong in the middle of spring here in Tennessee. And I'm in East Tennessee, in Knoxville. And this is a really we have terrible allergy seasons here. Our allergy season is terrible, should I say. And so you'll be seeing me drink a lot of water through this whole thing. I'll do a little bit of coughing, but please bear with me. Okay, so let's get back to our topic. So our topic is being overwhelmed, right? And so I've broken it down into bite-sized pieces. And then once I get into a bite-sized piece, i got to apply some sort of process. How am I, how am I going to attack it? How am I going to get productive with this piece? <clears throat> and it differs for everybody. I mean, it really is different for everybody, how you work, how you get into things. For me, I get into this thing, what I call work mode. And the thing is, is that I take this task and then I look at it. And if there's multiple pieces to it, for me, I look at what is, I want to do the, the first, the most pleasurable piece there is. 
I want to get that instant, for me, I want to get that instant gratification of I've accomplished something and I like doing it. Because when we work, <clears throat> there is sometimes pieces inside what we do that isn't so gratifying, that doesn't make you feel great, or that we just hate to do. Now, the flip side of the coin is my wife, she would rather get the hard, terrible thing that she hates to do first and leave the most pleasurable thing for last. There is no wrong or right way here, folks. There is no wrong or right way. I I just want you to understand this. This is the way that you work. And it doesn't matter how you work as long as you are working. There is so many different ways to, to approach, tackle any kind of task. And you've got to figure out what's the best way for you. <clears throat> I'm not telling you how to do it. I'm telling you to recognize the task that you're being overwhelmed by. We're talking about being overwhelmed here. And so I get into this work mode piece. And, and, and so for me, work mode means I get super hyper-focused on what I'm doing. And I carve out this time to do it. This particular time frame, whatever it is, an hour, 30 minutes, 10 minutes, five minutes, three hours, a whole day, whatever it looks like. I've carved out this time and this is what I'm going to do. So I get hyper-focused on what I'm doing. And the reason why I personally like doing the thing that gives me the most gratification first and the thing I like to do is because once I get that sense of accomplishment, for me, it builds momentum. Now, for my wife, it does the exact same thing. She gets the one thing that she hates to do out of the way, and then she's able to build momentum. I like then to give myself a little bit of a congratulations. Once I get that first little piece done, once I get, once I get that one piece that I love to do out of the way with, I congratulate myself. And you can do this in whatever ways that you give yourself fulfillment. I mean, I'm not the person to tell you how to do that. But for me, I schedule some time to play some video games. That's how I congratulate myself. And I'm very, very strict about this because I don't want to waste too much time doing something that I find very pleasurable, but it really cuts into my productivity. So I'll schedule 20 minutes, a half hour, something like that right there of some video game time for myself. It's no big deal. But the key to all of this is that once you get that momentum, then you go to the next thing, right? You, you, you stay on task. Like I said, yeah, I congratulate myself. Great job, John. I'm going to schedule me some time tomorrow for 30 minutes, and I write it down. And then later on tonight, I will look at my schedule. I don't do it right then because I've already got that momentum moving forward. And as I'm moving forward, I have to really just keep focused and get hyper-focused and move to the next task and then move to the next task. Now, my next task may be the one I hate the most. I've already got the best one out. I might as well go and get the one I hate the most out. And then, then then it comes back to priority. So you have to prioritize what's the most logical piece. And sometimes you have to do things that is productive for yourself in the most logical order, too. Sometimes I can't do the most favorite piece. Sometimes it's in the middle. Sometimes it's at last just because of the way of, of what I'm doing. It falls where it falls. So 
however you do things is is great, but as long as you can get hyper-focused on them and get them done and break them into bite-sized pieces. Moving forward now, I want to talk about the hardest thing here. And the hardest thing is, like I said earlier, developing that self-aware piece. And I want you to understand, when we get overwhelmed, this is, this is an emotional state. This is our feelings, okay? And our feelings and emotions will rob us of our success. Let me say that again. When we get, when we get overwhelmed, we get into an emotional state, and our feelings and emotions will rob us of our success. And once you understand and believe this, and understand that being overwhelmed is an emotional state, it is... It is a construct that your mind has created because it's saying, hey, we've got too much stuff going on. Now, there is now there is being physically overwhelmed where someone is physically um, bigger, stronger than you and, and hurting you. That, that is a whole different thing. But I'm talking about mental over, being mentally overwhelmed. And we normally construct these restraints in our life. Oh, well, this project's too big. And you start feeling inadequate. You're not confident. There's so many things that you feel during this whole process. And so the thing about it is, is that when you really take the time to start being aware of how you're feeling, then you can control your feelings. Now, in saying that also, there is a small time frame in which we just feel the way that we feel. Okay. If you feel that you've been wrong, you may feel anger immediately, okay? If you feel like you're in danger, you will feel fear immediately. So the thing is, is that it's okay to have feelings, and it's okay um, to have all these things going on, but you have to limit how long that they take over you, how long you let them reign and rule over you, and that is a choice, and that's where self-awareness comes in. You know, ha- have you ever been mad and then you just, you realize that you're mad and you're just like, but I just want to be mad. Because sometimes being mad just feels good or feels, th- feels like the right thing to do. I understand that. But if, you, but if you're doing that and you know that you're mad and you're choosing to stay mad, that's okay. You ma- you're making that choice. You're making that awareness choice. If you're just mad and you don't know why you're mad, you need to figure that out, folks. You really need to figure that out. You have to, after, after a period of time that passes, you have to get control of your emotions. You have to. And we, and it's, we normally naturally do this. But the thing about it is, is that if you can develop the self-aware piece of this, you will be much more productive. You will be much more successful. And so let me just kind of talk to you about how to develop self-awareness. So one of the things you can do is, is be like, you can do exercises, okay? And it doesn't matter what they are. I'm going to use a red Jeep Wrangler. I mean, um, no, uh, yeah, Jeep Wrangler. So I'm going to use a red Jeep Wrangler for my example on this. And I want you to understand something about what I'm fixing to talk about is that your your subconscious mind takes in information. You feed your subconscious mind information 
all the time. Every day you feed your subconscious mind information. Bad or good, your subconscious mind only processes it as the truth. It can't process it as anything else. That's what your conscious mind's for. Your conscious mind says, oh, this is truth. This is a lie. But whatever you put into your subconscious mind, because your subconscious mind helps run like routines and programs. So my example for that is, have you ever left work and you say, hey, I need to go by the grocery store and you change your route on the way home to go by the grocery store. But you still get to the grocery store and then when you leave the grocery store, you still get home. And next thing you know, you, you haven't even really thought about it. I mean, you've thought about the mechanical piece of driving your car, that, that there's more of a conscious thing of driving, right? But the route to get there and to get home, and it leaves your, your subconscious mind knows how to do that. Once, it's, once you've done it a number of times to make it a routine in your subconscious mind, your subconscious mind says, oh, yeah, we're going to go this way, this way, this way to get to the grocery store. After we get to the grocery store, we're going to go this way, this way, and this way to get home. And it is a routine put into your subconscious mind. Another example of your subconscious mind is this. So let's say that when you were a child, your parents told you you were ugly. As you go through the years, hearing your parents tell you that you're ugly, what are you going to believe? That you're ugly, even though you may not be ugly. And that's the thing about it is, is that your subconscious mind only takes in what it thinks is the truth. And it does a lot of things by repetition. So here's the crazy thing about it. There was a study done about the subconscious mind. And if you told, that you told your subconscious mind that the sky is green, not blue, after a while, your subconscious mind is going to think that blue is green and green is green. That that, that that light colored blue sky we have on a sunny day is actually green. It's actually a form of green. If you tell your subconscious mind this over and over and over every day for a period of time, at some point, it will override what you have in your subconscious mind is what a blue sky looks like. And it will say, okay, the new label for that is green. And so that's how powerful your subconscious mind is. So if you've been mentally abused, that's the reason why it takes so long for people to get through things is because they have to reprogram their subconscious mind for the new reality. And so, like I said, whatever you put into the subconscious mind, it processes it as through as truth. So when we do really, really hard things, and we start giving this self-aware piece of it. What you're doing is that you're, you're reprogramming your subconscious mind for new things. Okay? The example is this. If you write down on post-it notes, you put them on your whiteboard, you put them on your mirrors, you put them in your vehicle, you put them on your desk, and you, and you make this statement of that, is this, is that every time I get mad or angry or upset, I will recognize it and be self-aware. That's the statement you're going to put down, okay? And when you 
put the, start putting this, the, when you put this new input, so this is a new input. So we're not trying to change an existing input. We are actually putting in new information into our subconscious mind that is going to give us a trigger that lets us know that we are aware that we're upset, angry, and mad. And so this is what you have to do. It's the same thing about the red Jeep concept. The red Jeep concept is this. If you tell yourself over and over and over for like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, and you say, I'm going to see red Jeeps today. I'm going to see red Jeeps today. I'm going to see red Jeeps today. And you keep processing this in your subconscious mind that you're going to see red Jeeps today. And you have a picture in your mind, and this is what makes it really strong, is when you're able to associate a picture of a red Jeep and saying you're going to see red Jeeps in your subconscious mind. And then what's going to happen? You're going to see red Jeeps today. And they're going to pop out everywhere. You're going to be like, man, it's the craziest little thing. But this is how you start training your subconscious mind to do what you want it to do. Because the thing about this is that we're training it all the time. We're just not consciously training it to do the things that we want it to do. And now that you know that, because I don't think our subconscious, our subconscious loves to run repeatable things. It loves to run programs. It loves to run anything that is, that is repetitious and that's how and that's how our subconscious mind learns things and processes things and keeps things and stores things is through repetition and like i said remember it only thinks that whatever you put into it is truth so if you tell your mind your subconscious mind every day so you you have your so you have your conscious mind which is me talking right now everything i'm doing i'm conscious about what i'm doing right And I tell myself, which is your subconscious mind, I will be aware every time I get angry and upset so I can make a different choice. And when you do this over and over and over, then you start becoming more self-aware. And once you start training your subconscious mind to be more self-aware, it is an amazing tool. And you will start being able to learn things in your subconscious mind like this. That will literally change your life. That's that's the key to this. And it's also the key to changing how you believe on certain things. So people normally fall into two different categories. They're either optimistic or they're pessimistic. Okay? So optimistic, you are a much more positive person, everything else. And the thing is, is that being optimistic is a mindset. You have to make that part of your beliefs. And fighting being overwhelmed, if you want to be if you want to fight over being overwhelmed all the time, if you want to fight these negative feelings, because being overwhelmed is a negative feeling, you have to start setting yourself up for an optimistic mindset. And the thing is is that you got to make optimism a habit. That's where you can, and then that's where you can apply the 2190 rule. So the 2190 rule is this. It takes 21 days to make a habit. It's more or less for different people. This is just a, you know, a loose rule of thumb, okay? And then it takes 90 days to make it a lifestyle. 
and sometimes it's more or less depending upon how 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 well you learn, how well that you've developed your subconscious mind. And for me, I've been doing this for ten years, folks. I mean, I'm I'm becoming I'm becoming better at this each and every day because I am consciously doing and trying to change my subconscious mind. Because if you had met me 25, 30 years ago, probably 30 years ago, I was a very pessimistic person. And I had to hit rock bottom after my divorce in order for me, when I was in basically what I call my pit of despair, and where I was just so down that I had to figure out that I didn't want to live this way anymore. I didn't want to live being depressed. I didn't want to live feeling the way I felt. And so I had to consciously make a change and then train my subconscious mind to react the way I wanted it to. And so the thing is for me is that I had to want to change. And if you don't want to change, then this whole podcast is going to mean nothing to you. But the thing is, is that I had to wake up every day and choose being optimistic over being pessimistic and living in negativity. I had to choose something different. You have to practice intentionality. You have to want to change, folks. And that's the thing about the subconscious mind. There's all kinds of books out there on the subconscious mind. You can read. uh, Dr. Proctor has some stuff out there. Um, And so there's just some really great stuff out there. But uh, but I had this conversation with uh, with with Alyssa and, you know, and it was very interesting because she was just like, John, you should really do a podcast about this because this is really good stuff. And I was just talking about, you know, um, because I've been overwhelmed with this new project and how I've how I'm overcoming it. And the thing about it is, is that it's it's not easy being going from being overwhelmed to being optimistic about a project is not easy stuff, folks. You have to really want it. You have to be intentional about it. You have to practice intentionality every day. But the thing is, is that I always want to be a better person than I was yesterday. I've taken on this identity as continual learner. And since I've taken on this identity of continual learner, it helps me press forward. I know that there's never an end, which is a great thing, which means that tomorrow I get to learn something new. And you know what happens the day after that? Something new. I get to learn something new then. And the day after that, I get to learn something new. So the thing is, folks, don't let, don't, don't let being overwhelmed make you stagnant, you know, and keep you from your dreams, keep you from being productive, keep you from anything. You have to take on this optimistic mindset and you can program your subconscious to do this. I really hope this was impactful today. I really hope you got something out of this, folks. I love you guys. I'm so I'm so happy that I have some listeners out here that really appreciate 
um, the wisdom that God has given me. Folks, I hope you have a fantastic day. And you know what? I will see you on the next one. Thank you so much for joining me today and listening to this episode. Hopefully, what I shared with you will help you in your business journey as we share to help others expand their minds, businesses, and profits. If this episode did help you, be sure to share it with someone else that you know that it will help. We can only achieve our mission if we share it with others and always give first. I hope I can also help you even further by sharing my resources. It is a page that contains all the digital assets we use to expand our business and to help us free up time. The great thing about this page is completely free. Just go to resources.expansioncode.com to get your free access. Thank you again for tuning in. Have a fantastic day, my friends.